0: Hey, this is Victor Chustel, and you're listening to Who Are You Again?, a show where I call people that probably want nothing to do with me. If you like what you hear, subscribe. Thanks for listening.
1: Phone ringing off the hook Got me a little shook
2: Who's on the line?
0: hello hello and welcome to who are you again where i have phone calls with people who would probably prefer a normal conversation today i'm speaking with a girl that i lived on a mountain with for a quarter of a year yes a quarter of a year we performed over a hundred times together she's short but feisty and she recently said she was a joe girl and not a nick girl which i don't know what that's about Um, And today, I'm also talking to a guy who's from Georgia. He has a beautiful singing voice, a big heart, and we've had many drunken adventures together in Ohio, at least two different summer stocks. Jen and Ben, what's up? Hello. Oh, hello. 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 Oh, that was such a sexual <laughs> way of saying
1: hi. Ooh, Ben. That's not surprising.
0: No, you Jen. You're like, hello. No,
1: I'm just really excited <laughs> to be here. Cause uh we've this is the third time that we've tried to record it and finally it worked. So
0: <laughs> Yes, for everyone listening, I've been trying I've been trying to do this episode for almost a month. <laughs>
3: I was only invited it's, this most recent time, just to be
0: fair. But it's because we love you, Ben. It's <laughs> uh, so we had to have you on too. Got it.
1: Got it. That makes sense. The Jen and
0: Ben show. So, the, yeah, it's a Jen and Ben show. Oh, Maybe that's what we'll call our, the episode. We're starting our own podcast after this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's spin-off. It can be a spin off. It's a spin off. Amazing. So, how are you guys? I haven't seen, I don't know if you guys have seen each other, but I haven't seen you guys in like four years now. Uh, how
3: are you? Yeah, it's. Definitely has been a while. I went to go visit Jen down in Florida at Disney World. It wasn't a super long visit, but I was down there with my girlfriend at the time. But
1: yeah, I haven't seen you, I guess. What year was that? 2016 that we did to come see.
0: Yeah, that was 2016. A whole
1: Trump presidency that we haven't seen each other (laughs) for. Oh
0: my God. (laughs) That's a lot to unpack.
1: Yeah, I look at that as like the before times. So I was like, oh, so yeah, I was with Tor and all of my friends on a mountain in the before times. I don't know. That's kind of how I break up my life. I'm like, oh, I did this show or I was in this state. And
0: mm-hmm. oh, I totally do the same thing. And I definitely 100% see life before Trump and life after Trump. And now maybe I'll even add the pandemic in there. <laughs> oh, my God.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. this pandemic, man. You so what,
0: when did you go to Florida, Ben, to see Jen?
3: God, that must have been. It was a little under a year and a half ago.
0: Yeah. Oh, so no, not that
3: long ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. No. Oh.
1: Okay. Yeah, it was, it was kind of recent.
0: Yeah, for this. Yeah. And it was, so, it was good. Continue. So, Jen, mm-hmm. I have to ask you, Jen, and even though this is weeks information that's old, but I have to ask you about this Jonas Brothers <laughs> debate that we've been having on Facebook publicly. Wow. You, Why are you a Joe girl oh and not a Nick
1: girl? That is... That is a great question, Tor. That would be happy to answer. I don't know. I was watching the Happiness Begins documentary with my roommate, and we just—I don't know—like we started listening to their interviews and just seeing them on stage. Right? Like those are <clears> three <throat> completely different performers, and like, yeah, Nick Jonas is like hot and all of that, but so is Joe. They're all hot in their own way. Even Kevin.
2: No, Joe. Sorry, no. I have
1: always <laughs> no. I have always like just. Joe was like always the front man and he just has this energy that is just so positive and like he can sing. Like I know Nick has like his falsetto and all that. But I don't know, just hearing Joe like in those concert clips just like sing his heart out. He was just so amazing. And like, I don't know, Joe Joe just does it for me, man. Like back then in the old times, like his flippy black hair, those tight pants, 12-year-old emo Jen was like, yes.
0: Oh, my God. 12-year-old emo, Jen. That's an... We it.
1: all... No, we all had those flippy bangs. Like, we all did the head thing.
0: Oh, yes, we all did. So, <laughs> I don't know. There's not a lot of love for Kevin.
1: Kevin? I love Kevin, too. Like, Kevin... He's a dad. (laughs) No, I feel sorry for Kevin because Kevin's always like been in the back burner, but like he sings and he harmonizes and he plays the instruments. I like it when they put Kevin in the middle because like, dang it, Kevin needs some love too. I don't honestly don't know what his voice sounds like without being mixed in with the other two. I'm not like that huge of a like a Jonas Brothers Mm stand. but I think at the beginning of the band, like he may have been the front runner, but then they changed things around. But. I know.
0: Ben, ben, what do you think?
1: Ben, which which Jonas we- girl are you? Uh,
3: I was just going to ask if I could have input. So, personally, <laughs> we're about to divide it. I love Joe the most. I know. I know. I think Joe is fantastic. I have always been like a humongous fan of him. I, I personally think. No, I think they're all insanely talented. I do. I've listened to them for a long time. Even before I was into them, when I was younger, my brothers and I shared certain aspects of like an iTunes account, kind of. So mm-hmm. they downloaded Jonas Brothers, and that's how I actually first heard about the Jonas <laughs> Brothers. And so I've listened to them for a long time, and I love them. I think they're great. I just think Joe is like, I know I'm getting real serious about this, by saying, <laughs> all- <am> <laughs> saying this, but like I just think Joe is so versatile as a like as a singer songwriter musician i don't know and i also just think he has the coolest vibe about him if that makes any
1: sense yeah like his at least his persona like right like we don't know what his true personality is but from what i've gathered like he just seems so goofy and so like himself and i just find that so attractive
3: I also... That's a
0: vibe I get, too. I,
3: I have not seen that documentary you were talking about. Oh, Jen. you should. I haven't watched it yet. Is it any good?
1: Mm. Yeah, I think it's on Amazon. Amazon Prime Video or something mm-hmm. like that. Oh, it's really cool. It just... It, and
0: there's yeah. two of them now, aren't there? Mm-hmm. Two docs?
1: Yeah. This one just goes in like, I don't know. Nick is kind of the reason they broke up, but everything yeah, that's what for a reason. What about you, Tor? Well,
0: well <laughs> I'll go on my little rant. <laughs> I'm also not a huge Jonas Brothers fan, which is funny because all three of us are not huge Jonas Brothers <laughs> fans, but we're discussing the Jonas Brothers. Uh, I don't know. I just think, honestly, a lot of it has to do with Nick being really attractive. <laughs> okay. That's a
2: totally That's fair exactly argument.
0: The-
1: so you came at me publicly um, on Facebook just because you found him on?
0: <laughs> Essentially. I mean, have you seen those Calvin Klein ads? I have,
1: but Nick just <laughs> kind of like, he gives me that like, He'll break my heart, you know? I, You date Nick, you marry Joe.
2: Oh, so this, oh, this is becoming that.
0: like a fuck, marry, kill situation.
1: No, That's we're not right. going to kill Kevin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what this is becoming, Ben.
1: <laughs> Kevin can be the in-law, so.
0: <laughs> well, Kevin, poor Kevin. You just no, described and, him as and, and a dad. That's
3: literally the only he the loves myself. thing No, man, I love Kevin. I think Kevin is like the person of the three of them that I want to hang out with the most. Honestly, like yeah. I think and again like we've said I don't know their personalities I've never met them but he just seems like the most chill fun dude and like I want to be friends with him more than I want to be friends with the other two if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I could see myself friend zoning him. <gasps> You're right. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> sure. Yeah.
1: Stop. No, I would be I would Jesus. be friends more with like Kevin and Joe and Nick would like talk to me at the party and then like leave and talk to somebody else. Do you know what I mean?
0: I don't get that vibe at all from Nick. I feel like Nick would be like the nice, like polite one. I mean, he's married to Priyanka Chopra, and I don't think she would date an asshole or marry an asshole.
1: Well, I don't know any of these people to I be honest. Know. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know any of these people. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer: None of us know any of these yeah. people. <laughs> so, this is all based on once. public
1: persona. <laughs>
3: have, have, you, have you guys ever seen them like live?
0: No, yeah. I haven't. I'm mm-hmm. curious.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought you were about to break out a story.
0: No, I wish. <laughs> I know. I was ready for it. I was like, oh. Like,
1: well I've seen Nick. <laughs> no. So yeah, that's the big yeah. That's it.
0: That's the I'm big a debate. joke Girl. Like so where are you both now? Like I know I was talking to Ben a little bit earlier. Ben's in Georgia. Yes, right. Now. I am in
3: Georgia right now. I have lived in Atlanta. Well, I mean, I've lived in Georgia for most of my life. I just recently officially moved into the city I live in, Decatur, which is kind of like the east side of Atlanta. I am performing regularly here. Mm-hmm. I, which is great. It's a very difficult city, I would say. Lots of how should I say politics involved. Lots of Lots of hard work to break into the scene here. I feel like, but I've been successful so far. So far, there's still a ways to go.
0: But how far is Decatur from Atlanta? I mean, I'm probably
3: ten, fifteen minutes outside Midtown. Oh, that's super. Yeah. Close. So I, I'm like within the perimeter. I'm just not like inside of the city. But and besides that, I mean, I have or had at least a side job, I guess you could call it, as a server at a really amazing restaurant in town. Mm -hmm. I haven't been there, obviously, since the pandemic started. The pandemic took away not only my serving job, but three performance gigs that I had lined up. Oh my God,
0: that's awful.
3: It was a crazy week. Like all within a matter of four days, I was literally headed out the door on my way to work, And my manager called me and said, hey, just so you know, we're officially closing now. So don't come in. And then in the next like two or three days, I lost three performance gigs back to back to back. I was like, dude, this is insane. Couldn't believe it.
0: That's a literal nightmare. Yeah,
3: I was like, I actually, I thought I would be way more panicked than I actually was. I was like so calm about it. Like when I found out, I was like, okay, like,
1: I mean, that's how you have to be.
3: I guess this is just my life now. Like, this is what I do. <laughs> I sit here. That's where I am. That's God. where I am. And Jen,
0: <laughs> and Jen, what about you? Like, so you're in Florida. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're specifically in Orlando. Are you? Yeah.
1: So I say Orlando. Like, Orlando's so huge. I'm technically in Kissimmee. But Orlando, like downtown, like proper on a normal day, maybe like 40 minutes because of the traffic. But now I can go over Mm -hmm. there in like 20. So like, that's great. But yeah, I'm in Orlando doing all the things. Doing all the things. Yeah, I'm furloughed right now. I work for a certain mouse. So that's fine. Just waiting on like unemployment stuff. Things things Mm that you like didn't really... Think of before, right? Like when you get in a certain situation, you don't think about normal day to day people that try to get unemployment, right? Like because of their certain mm-hmm. life situation and you're like, wow, this system is really broken. Mm-hmm. Like this should be fixed. Yeah, and just living that like quarantine life. I'm really lucky that I have other roommates here and we try to keep each other busy, like picking up like yoga and just trying to be mentally well and trying to have some semblance of a routine. But then some days they're mm-hmm. just like, I'm not wearing pants and I'm not getting <laughs> up from bed for half the day and that's perfectly okay. Like we're going through we're going through trauma right now and we're I don't think we're really even realizing it, but I think it's mm-hmm. also a great time to like self-reflect and I don't know you're alone with your thoughts so it's like this is this is a lot but I don't know
0: yeah I honestly think this entire thing is going to be such a reset for people like I think Friendships, especially like at least for me from living in the city, I find that there are certain people that I've been keeping in touch with, oh, yeah. and there's other people that I've talked to more now than before. Crazy. And yeah, and I, and so I think once this is all quote unquote over, that there's going to be a huge shift in how we. I guess, interact with other people.
1: Yeah. And how you want to truly live your life. Like, once you take the job out of the equation, like, yeah, we're stressing out about, you know, when our paychecks are coming in and all of that stuff. But when you take the job out of the equation, you're like, wait, how do I want to live my day? You know, there's certain Mm -hmm. limits, obviously, because we can't, you know, do certain things, but... It's just it's really cool, man.
3: <laughs> yeah, this is this has actually been a really really helpful time for me. That sounds really weird to say because I know there's so many horrible things going on because of this pandemic all over all over the world. But like I have found so much, I don't know if the word is comfort or just so much opportunity in this time of like not having to do anything. I've been able to mm-hmm. get back to my regular exercise routine. I mean, obviously there's no gyms, but I've, I have different routines that I do here at home. I've actually been really successful getting back to that. I have been able to rekindle my love of just like reading. I've read so many things. I am playing way more music than I've ever been able to. I am, Jen, like I said, was messaging me earlier, making fun of me for how many series I binge watch. Because I have watched a lot. I feel like it's given me an opportunity to do and explore a lot of things that otherwise I would not have had the time to do, I feel like. And Mm -hmm. kind of piggybacking off what Jen is saying, it's made me think a lot about like, what are the things when everything returns, quote unquote, back to normal? What are the things that I want to like pour all my energy into?
1: Yeah, like, what do I want to keep? Like, I don't know. I'm taking care of my body more and I'm juicing and stuff. And I'm just like, yeah. okay, how can I do this on a normal day? You know? Yeah. But how have you been keeping up, Tor? Um. It's okay <laughs> if it's like it's bit- bad or stressful. <laughs> like…
0: It's been all over the place. Like, there are some days, like you were saying, where I'm like, hmm, I might put on pants today and I might do something with my day. But then there are other days where I'm doing a lot. You know, I'm trying to get a lot of things done. And like, it really just varies and depends on my mood. But I try to keep self-care always in mind. And I think especially since I'm in graduate school and I'm studying social work, I feel like this is a great time for me to live up to the standards of what I've been taught. Um, And so it it feels almost hypocritical if I'm studying how to take care of yourself rather than not taking care of myself, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, you know. But yeah, I mean, same thing as you guys. Like, lots of TV. Like, I just finished binging. <laughs> Too hot to handle. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Don't
3: even get me. Did you stupid. guys both watch it? Yes. yes. As a matter of fact, after I watched it, I Facetime Jen for like three hours. <laughs> to dissect it basically I mean that's how it started obviously but like that show I have so many issues with the people on that show and I know this is probably not mm-hmm. what you want to talk about but I could get
0: into a debate about this show No, for let's, so long let's do this let's go into it I
3: love on, my trash TV these people on fucking too hot to handle I do not understand like I get <laughs> that they are these kind of people who like I have sex every day so you know that maybe that's just who they are and what they do and cool but I just cannot imagine (laughs) someone telling me hey I will give you a hundred (laughs) grand if all you do is refrain from sexual activity for what you know six to eight weeks I'm I don't
0: even think they were there that long it seemed like they were there for like three weeks
3: and so all I can think is I know it's hard I get it and you know what masturbate, dude, that would probably kill me for a little while. But at the end of the day,
1: $100,000? The part that <laughs> like, hurts me, y'all, is the fact that it's not just 100000 right? It's just you can take care. You can focus on that goal as much as you want. But if someone in your group messes up, that mm-hmm. number goes down and that just sets me back into elementary school right where it's like oh where it's like everyone stay really quiet if everyone's quiet we can have that ice cream party and so like uh. you're just as quiet as you can be but then some motherfucker in the back just like starts giggling and you're like stop giggling uh,
0: <laughs> like, my god, party? dude. well i feel like that's the thing i feel like there was like Barely any social responsibility. Like, they just truly did not care if other people were going to lose money. Which is
1: kind of like a metaphor for what's happening, right? Like, with COVID (laughs) and everything. Like, you can stay as isolated as you can. That's I thought about it the whole time. I mean, even the way we're consuming and watching TV (laughs) is different now. Like, you can isolate, you can take all the precautions, but if Joe Schmo from down the street messes up, like, I mean, but you can't control it. You can't control other people, so.
3: And it just yeah. really shows how selfish people can be. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. We've all seen all of it, right? Yes. Okay, so. Yeah.
1: Spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't watched yeah, it Yeah, you
3: might want to skip a couple minutes. So <laughs> fucking Harry and Francesca, I'm sorry. If I was the other people on that island with them, I would absolutely, I would murder them. I'd be like, are you fuck <laughs> I would rip them apart. I would physically Keep them from <laughs> each other. Like I would hold them down. I would be <laughs> like, "Dude, no, 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 no!" Just made me so fucking angry. Also,
0: yeah, they just was, really didn't care it was at disgusting. all. Disgusting.
3: And also, Jen, like what you just said about like how you were thinking about the. That was kind of a metaphor for quarantine and whatever during this time yeah i think it's interesting how many series have come out during this time that kind of remind me of quarantine like have you guys watched (laughs) um 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 the circle
1: i watched oh god i think before we started all of this
0: I could not watch. I tried. Yeah, I tried watching that months ago, and I just couldn't or get through. You have it. to it push through it because oh, it's it worth. Really it. it was so it's ridiculous. It's
1: great. That one. That one. Like you actually learn like a lesson.
0: I don't know if I can do it
1: (laughs) You don't think that you can Because I was like Oh this is so fake This is so superficial But then like you push through And like relationships are formed That you're like Oh wow Like I judged that person Like I thought this person Was going to be this certain way And I don't know At the end of the day It's still reality TV Which means some of it Is orchestrated Mm -hmm. But I enjoy.
3: it Oh what was that other one That also Love is blind Have you seen
1: that one? Bro
0: I'm on episode two oh, of that. Man. I started that you yesterday. Are in for a roller coaster.
1: Yeah, you're in for a treat.
0: I've heard a lot about that Jessica the, girl.
1: Which one is that one?
0: She is the one that's like 35 from Chicago. And then she was like caught in a triangle between wanting to be with Barnett. I think that's his yeah. name, Barnett. It's a
1: triangle and, of her own making. Oh, it is. Yeah, it was her about? triangle.
0: <laughs> she is one of the most
3: horrible people i've ever seen on tv ever yeah, she makes me sick
1: so i oh heard God. that like okay what was their relationship again like she was attracted to him but she really liked Bar- Barnett, Barnett, Barnett. Barnett. i always say it. His-
0: <laughs> <I always laughs> That's say a his- weird name. <laughs> it's
1: a weird southern guy name that i just cannot my my mouth just cannot say but that supposedly she was mostly attracted to him but then this guy became kind of like her second you know the second guy that she was into and then she saw him in person mm-hmm. and he physically wasn't what she expected. And so she like strung him along the whole time. But I heard the producers kind of didn't let her jump ship. But I thought it was to my understanding, like you can jump ship at any
0: point. So I was really confused on the first episode because on the first episode, they show, what's his name? Cameron and the girl, they got engaged in the very first episode. And I was like, wait, what? Is that normal? Yeah, that's uh,
3: That's
1: crazy. I don't know.
3: It's a very interesting show about like the dynamics of relationships and how quickly people can fall in love with the absolute wrong person when they're pressured to, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Mm. Okay. So I have a okay. question for you guys. Since we were talking about sex deprivation, <laughs> and somehow I'm going to try to make this segue connection. So okay. don't go with me. So we both worked at, we both, does both count as three people? We all. Jinx. We all. Thank you. We, <laughs> we all work at Tecumseh. For anyone listening, Tecumseh was a summer stock feeder. It is a summer stock feeder, probably not this summer, but we spent, Four long months working together at a outdoor drama that was in the mountains of Ohio, in Chillicothe, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in a way, I feel like our experience was kind of like a reality show. Oh my God, it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, would you agree with that?
1: Oh, 100%. Like, I wish that there was a booth, like the like a little diary place that you could go to, like in Big Brother.
2: <laughs> Confessional. Oh my
1: God. Yeah. Jesus, yeah, that would the things been so much that
3: would fun. be said in that
0: confession. But it did feel like
1: reality. Feel that
0: yeah. was. What do you guys think was your favorite experience? Sorry, what was your like favorite experience, and like, or what was the most like challenging part of that experience that we had?
1: The not sleeping in a norm, quote unquote, like normal room, like four walls type of situation. Mm-hmm. Because it would either get like really hot in these cabins or it'd get really cold. Just adapting to that and having to walk all the way to the bathroom because I'm a girl (laughs) in the middle of the night. And I'm just like, I don't want any creepy crawlies or any bugs or anything like that. (laughs) So I would just hold it.
0: I feel like every cabin had, like, its own unique challenge. Like, I remember there was <laughs> someone's cabin that had, like, rats. What? <laughs> I never knew about yeah. that. I, I think it was the one... Was it your cabin, Jen? No. Uh,
1: I would know. No, it was, like, Rachel. Like, Rachel Bailey's. Like, yes. she, she had... There was, like, a snake. Like, I remember that day. Like, I heard screaming. <laughs>
0: Yes. There was, a snake. Wait there a, was minute. a snake and then like my cabin. Mhm. It was totally my cabin that
2: no had way.
3: a mouse in it. It more than one. I remember this now because I it wasn't ever really a problem. I had seen it a couple times and Jen, you were in there all the time. How did you Wait, never see I this think, mouse? And I, I actually remember, remember my very last night there because since I was an actor technician we stayed longer than the rest of the cast, to at the end of the
2: season.-hmm.
3: couldn't fall asleep, because since I was the only one, the sound of the mouse running around was like <laughs> amplified, and I was like, "I'm gonna die. This, uh, I thought the mouse was going to kill me for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> it was so tiny and cute, but like I remember that, and I remember being horrified. Oh my God, that's
1: nuts.
0: Well, I totally forgot about that.
1: I think I'm remembering. That was like deep in the back of my mind. Like, yeah, I think I remember a mouse.
0: I'm so sorry I brought up that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm really good at like taking, maybe that's a bad thing to say. I'm really good at taking certain memories and be like, well, that's going to go in a box and it's going to go all the way
3: back. (laughs) What what were
1: you saying about
3: your cabin?
0: (laughs) Oh, so I roomed with Jared, Jared Gibson. Gibson. And I know I love Jared Gibson. And our cabin had no tree cover and so yes ours got direct sunlight (laughs) all day and so I just remember at the beginning of the rehearsal process like you know because we had that pretty intense schedule that we had to do for rehearsals we would go to our cabin in between scenes and we would sometimes literally pass out like not fall asleep we would legit be in our cabin and pass out probably from, from me Heat exhaustion. Yeah. And <laughs> did,
2: I
3: remember did you not anyone? when did this happen?
0: We, we, I can't remember the specific day, but like we had a call. We'll say we had a call at like 2 o'clock PM. And so we went back to our cabin probably at like 1 o'clock. And then we heard banging, banging on the door. And we, like, it felt like we were drunk because we were so. Just zapped and exhausted by the sun. Because for everyone listening, our rehearsals, everything was outdoors. <laughs> the rehearsal, the show. Even in your cabin, sometimes you felt like you were outdoors even though you were inside. And so yeah, we I think we had heat exhaustion a few times. And wow, yeah. that is insane.
3: Jeez, I <laughs> had no idea.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I guess we don't really think much of it There's because like life. Yeah, yeah, we're alive, so you know, whatever. Jeez, man. <laughs>
1: did you get a fan in there?
0: Uh you know, I don't think did we have a fan? Oh, we did. We did have a fan, but in the grand scheme of things, I don't think the fan was doing much.
3: No. I um yeah. no, to, I remember to go back that. to your question really quick. I personally found that the hardest part for me of that summer wasn't necessarily the mice and the bugs and everything, even though I hate those. I think the the hardest part was in any, I now I've done outdoor theater twice. I actually did the lost colony the year before that. And because of the size Mm -hmm. of that kind of production, you are thrown together with such a huge team of not only cast, but tech people and directors and whoever else is living out there. So you're surrounded by all these, a variety, hugely diverse group of people. And from all different places mm-hmm. and backgrounds and whatever. But I found that it was, it was one of the only experiences I've been thrown into where there were so many, and I don't even necessarily mean this in a negative way, but clashing personalities. Do either of you agree with me on that? Hmm.
0: I don't know. Jen, what do you think? I
1: think, I mean, I think everybody got in their own cliques or groups because I think that's what happens sure. naturally when you yeah, have that yeah. many people. Mm-hmm. I didn't particularly find anything. Like, I mean, there was like one or two little, you know, they're just people that you just don't vibe with. So it's easy to avoid them. But then like when you, you're doing the show, like you have to, you have to be a team and you have to put all of that aside. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not much for I think
0: maybe because of the constraints. I don't know if that's a good word. Constraint. Because I think we all loved True. our experience. I, I really did. So, like, I loved it a lot. I think, though, because, you know, we were all living together, it was always hot outside. We were on a mountain and didn't really have much, like, cell phone service and just, like, a whole bunch of different elements. I think all of that put together might have caused more tension and strife as the summer went on. You're just wording it way better than I am. Yeah. Like, I remember there were a few times... Do you guys remember when they were... I think, yeah, they were threatening to take away the rec center. What?
1: Because boys don't know how to clean up themselves, (laughs) putting up their video games and like keeping our rec center all like trashed. It was the only place where we had like actual AC, right? So we're all. (laughs) Some people are watching Avatar, Last Airbender. Some people are playing on the pool table, but then like it would just be totally trashed, and that's why they were threatening to take it away. And we're like, no.
3: It was. Our I, I will also grade. say, in reference to something that you just mentioned, that it was a very interesting summer in the sense that, I mean, when you're up there on that mountain, you are disconnected from the world. Like I remember my first couple mm-hmm. of days up there, I was shocked at the fact that I had literally no phone service. I, the only way I could communicate with people was through the <laughs> Wi-Fi, which literally was located at the center. Of all of, of like our little campsite where all the cabins are. And yeah, By and, the bathrooms. and you could, and you could <laughs> rarely ever get to that place because I was either in rehearsal or sleeping or eating or something. And then even when you did get there, some most of the time the Wi-Fi was not that great. I mean, there are many people using it all at the same time. And so that was I think especially in this day and age, that was definitely a task, especially for the first couple of weeks.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember being kind of sad because that was also the summer of Pokemon Go. Oh my God, it was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was.
0: Yeah. And so the whole country really was playing Pokemon Go. And the only way that we were able to do Pokemon Go was if we actually went off the mountain. And like it, I, that made me sad because going off the mountain was rare, at least for me, because I didn't have a car at the time.
1: Ooh, that was hard. Yeah, I had a car, so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jen, what was the name of this has been on my mind for a while now. Do you remember that chicken place we used to go to? Mm,
1: I was actually craving you, that this week. Uh <laughs> Amber. What was it, you,
0: uh, what was the,
1: there was a fried chicken place.
0: Literally one.
1: <laughs> Let me see.
0: What is it? Let called? me Google map it. <laughs> That's gonna bother me. But while you do that, I'll segue into this next. <laughs> little bit so obviously like we're all really concerned about ourselves and our friends that are like performers and technicians so what do you guys think about the aspect of theater surviving the pandemic and have you been worried about like your own career Um, in the arts personally i have been i think extremely worried just because
3: well at least for this year because it feels like theater isn't really gonna be back until next year which for me I mean that's a humongous part of what I do and how I earn money and how I make a living at all so and I know that there are lots of other Mm -hmm. people even more so like like the people on Broadway like who literally that is their only job and so I worry about those people and yeah about myself as well because I don't know when it's all going to be back and when it does come back I mean, how is it going to come back? How are theaters going to rebound from the potential financial hits they've taken? And there are some companies who are already going under or who are on the brink of reaching that point where they're going under. And that really worries me for them as well. I just think the landscape of theater is going to be so different after all this is over. And I'm assuming in a positive way. I mean, people in theater are very resilient and I know we'll bounce back and make the best out of whatever situation they're given, but I don't know. It worries me, but I'm interested to see what happens. And also, at least in the... Mm -hmm. Something that's happened to me is that two of my performance gigs that were canceled were just rescheduled until like next year. And I'm wondering how many people will still have those to go back to, and if that will potentially conflict with future jobs they were looking forward to, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot to consider. I don't know.
0: I'm almost wondering, like, do you think that there's going to be a lot of people that leave the arts because of this? Like actors or technicians that decide that they don't want to be involved in theater anymore simply because... They're, they might be realizing like, oh, you know, shit goes down. This might really make my life insecure. Like, what do you think?
1: I've never thought of it that way. I mean, in our career, like our business, there are lots of people that drop out all the time or realize that they're passionate about something else. Theater just mm-hmm. led them to that passion. So I don't shame anyone or who decides to leave or come back. Like, I feel like theater is always going to be here. but. I mean, we've all thought about it like, oh man, if I had another job right now, like I would be working from home, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. I think that there's, the first thing I thought of was like, wow, some really interesting art is going to come through, like grow during all of this. Oh yeah. Like I'm really excited about any plays that are going to be written, sketches, like finally people are working on the things that they want to work on. Like I'm just, I don't know. I'm just really excited. And I know that, There's a lot of turmoil right now, and there's a lot of uncertainty and confusion. But I don't know. I'm trying, I'm just trying to think like, what are, what can we do while we're down here? Right. Like, it feels like we're in a pit, but like, we're Mm going to get through to the other side. Like, it's the world's going to keep on turning. Like, it's going to happen. But
0: I'm wondering if we're going to see, like, since the world seems to run now on (laughs) FaceTime and Zoom, Mm -hmm. um, I'm wondering if we're going to see like a, Actually, I think this has already happened. Like, there was a production of Romeo and Juliet that I think was done over Zoom call that's on YouTube. And I feel like that's probably really interesting to watch. But yeah, I'm wondering if we're going to see more theater through like those sort of platforms.
1: I think as long as there's a restriction. But I think, I know I was watching a bootleg of a Broadway show and. I was laughing with the audience during a funny part in the show. And I was like, Oh, I miss that. Like the energy of sitting in an audience with all of these people. We're like, all right, we're gonna turn off our phones for an hour. We're all gonna listen to this story. And like I think there is always gonna be a need for like person to person like interaction like that. And I think this all just solidified it. We're just people are just getting really Mm -hmm. creative about other ways. And it's going to be written in history books, and we're going to look back and be like, "Whoa, we did that! That That's crazy! That's unbelievable!" But yeah,
0: yeah, it's weird to think that there's like what you were saying earlier, Ben. Like that in the future, there could be like movies and like probably like young adult novels about like romances during the pandemic. That kind of blows my mind to think, or at least like
1: inspired by, you know,
0: definitely, definitely inspired by.
1: I think I saw word of like a production where it's like you all know the type of outdoor productions where it's like the audience meets at one spot but then you go to a second station and there's another thing happening like a scene or whatever Ooh, yeah
0: oh, but people yeah, are doing yeah. that
1: with like their cars like people are going to one house and seeing a certain scene of this show and then going to another house like what what I have
0: done I, I don't know the name of that. Of that.
1: That sounds. I don't so know the cool. name of that. Yeah, I saw that floating. I
0: around remember somewhere. studying that cool, but yeah, I also cannot recall like what that's called. I love
3: cool.
1: <laughs> that theater <name. laughs>
3: I love like cool interactive theater like that. I think that's so like. Um, yeah. That reminds me of uh, what's it called in New York? Sleep No More, the Macbeth Experience. <laughs> I've not been oh, to. Oh, I've heard of that. I think I only ever hear magnificent things about it. I have my artistic director for my last program. He has been, I think, two or three times. And it's so cool because, I mean, it's obviously Macbeth, but it's like an experience where you are like living the story. So, what happens is they like bring you into this building, basically, where the story is set up all over the building on different floors and different rooms and all these different things happening. And you like, Mm -hmm. once you're in there with whatever group you're with, They purposefully split you away from the people you came with, and you guys all just go throughout the different parts of the building and experience the story through all these different cool places, rooms, performances. I love stuff like that. So you can kind of experience the whole thing by yourself. It's like your own personal journey through it. And apparently, it's like different every
0: single time.
1: It's like your choose your own adventure type of thing, right?
0: That is really cool. I'd be really interested to see something like that.
1: Yeah. So cool. Mm.
0: Love it. Love it. So I have to ask you both a question that I asked everyone that comes on to the show. But if you both could call anyone from your past, who would you call and why? Oh, man. Hmm. It could be an ex-lover. It could be a dead pet. As morbid as that sounds. It could be
2: Can I find a loophole
1: in this? Can I get weird? Oh, what's the loophole? Can I call me when I was little? Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, she'd get so freaked out. She'd be like, what is this? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like,
1: it's me from the future.
0: (laughs) What would you say to your little self?
1: Don't worry. Everything's going to be okay. Don't stress out too too much about things that you can't control. Mm -hmm. You're beautiful you're going to build a life that you want and that you're happy and proud about. Don't worry. Would you tell
0: her about the pandemic? Uh,
1: I would just say, save up some money. There's something weird that's going to (laughs) happen. There's there's something weird that's going to happen during this span of time. I'm not going to tell you what it is. (laughs) It's going to be a surprise, but yeah.
0: You should also tell Little Jen that she should support Nick Jonas.
1: (laughs) We always will stand Little Nick Jonas, but... Sometimes we just like Joe better. Oh my
0: God. How about you, Ben? (laughs) Who would you contact from your past and why?
3: I am like racking my brain going through. Oh God. Um,
1: If it's an ex-lover, you don't have to name them by name. Don't worry.
3: Part of me really loves what... Wow. First of all, how dare you? Whoever just did that. Part of me loves what... Jen said about calling your past self but I almost don't want to do that because I just want him to experience it the exact same way that he experienced it I think if I were going to call someone from my past it would be and I won't name her by name
2: <laughs>
3: but it was the, <laughs> the girlfriend that I had in high school and mm-hmm. I mean she and I still like Will communicate every once in a great while. I mean, we're both in the performance world. Uh, I believe she lives in New York now, but we're going to get deep for just a second. So I hope, I oh hope it's not going to oh, be like I won't make it a super long thing, but I, <laughs> I will, it's going to be deep for a second. There were, I feel, when I was younger, there were a lot of things that I was. Not exposed to or ignorant to or just there's a lot that I hadn't experienced. I was a part of a very like, I think like a sheltered world community. It's a very weird place where I came from, where everyone is like the exact same and not a lot of Mm -hmm. diversity in people and experiences involved. And as soon as I was exposed to all of that, like more experience and everything, I kind of tanked the relationship. And I think that I really, really hurt this person. Even though, I mean, I was very young. I didn't really know that I was at the time. But looking back on it, I think that that is always one thing that I have thought I would really like to apologize for. And I know, Aww. I know it was so long ago, but like still, I, I've always thought to myself, Man, that might be nice to revisit one day. Maybe. You
1: can yeah, still do that, but, but
0: I'm too scared right now.
1: Now's the time.
0: Uh, we'll see. Now's the time. We will see. Well, well, if she's if she's randomly listening to my podcast from this man that she doesn't <laughs> know,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe she will take that to heart, and maybe right now she's oh, actually man, that would just you. be
3: a huge weight off my chest. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs>
1: Oh, my gosh. You totally
3: should do it.
0: We'll think about it. We'll think about it. (laughs) But I wanted to thank you guys both so, 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 so much for coming on the show. I know it was a hassle and a half. But we did it. Get it together. Well, not for Ben, but for Jen.
1: (laughs) Wow, Ben, you're really laughing really heartily at my pain there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I... I'm like super excited that you guys came on and I love both of you. And like, Jen, you were like the first person I thought of that I was, oh, I really want to talk to someone from Tecumseh. And I was like, I'm going to talk to Jen. And then, like, after we failed twice to do it, I was like, I wonder if I could like double up and talk to someone else. I was like, wait, I also love Ben. I I love Ben so much. So.
1: Yeah, thanks. Uh, Now I'm like looking through all of the pictures, the snapshots in my mind of all the memories we have. So great.
0: Uh Mm -hmm. People stealing food in the kitchen. (laughs) 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 But yeah, it was great talking to you guys, and I hope you enjoy the rest. You as well. Oh my
1: gosh, thank you. Have a great day. Bye, everybody.
2: Bye. Have a good one. Phone ringing off the hook. Got me a little shook Who's on the line?